Everett's greatest hits, sports, and more. KRKO Everett. Well, it's a non-smoky night here in downtown Everett. That's, I that's see a, what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> and we're ready for Prep Sports Weekly for yet another week here in 20, what the strange year that is 2020. Hey, I don't, I don't mean to sound like the master prognosticator, but I did predict last Thursday night that you would not lead off the show this week, being tonight, right. by saying greetings from smoky downtown Everett. So there's, it's non-smoky downtown Yeah, I, I wasn't exactly going out on a limb on that one, but no. uh, nonetheless, it, it's kind of nice. And we're ready to go. We've slapped together another show. We, we have. We've got uh, three different segments tonight, uh, all three uh, great guests. Again, some of the folks we've uh, we've met in the past, a couple of others we haven't, so should be a, a fun evening. Today's show brought to you by Allstate Insurance Agent Brian Reed, by Ace Hardware Stores in Lake Stevens, Everett, and Stanwood, by Glass by Lund, and Snohomish County PUD. And who do we got on the show? Coming up on the show tonight, well, segment number one, which we'll get here to in just a moment, uh, two gentlemen who we had on the show Back in February, back when the uh, the world was still normal as we as we've come to know it over the last I, I was going to say century, but you and I haven't been on the earth that long. But before everything shut down, we had these guys on the show to talk a little basketball. And now, well, was, you know, it was six months ago yesterday that the first order from the governor came out. Was it? I yep. guess it would have been, wouldn't yep. it? Yeah. Yep. Time kind of flies. Or yeah. I guess it depends on who you ask. Some people would maybe argue otherwise. But, yeah, it's been that long now. And it's been about seven months, I think, since we had these guys on. Uh, we're going to talk to Bobby Martin and Mike Trotman, uh, both with Everett Community College's basketball program. At least they were in the past. Mike still is. Mike is the head coach over there for the Trojans. Bobby uh, was a two-year player who just wrapped up his tenure there and is now off to the University of Colorado, Colorado Springs. And the reason we're having them on tonight is because Bobby was recently named the Snohomish County Sports Commission Collegiate Male Athlete of the Year. That's a mouthful, That's but a it's, mouthful. It, yeah. it's, it's a heck of an award. So we're going to talk to Bobby a little bit about that and Mike, talk to, uh, to them about uh, what made Bobby such a worthy individual for that award and also kind of get an update from him as to how things are going down there in Colorado country. I, I almost said the nickname, but, but I'm going to make you guess it in a moment, so okay. we won't do that. Also coming up later on in the show, we're going to talk to Lauren Admonson. She is the new head volleyball coach over at Arlington High School, and she's got a very interesting resume. She's been a, a head volleyball coach at the collegiate level in two different places. One is D1, one is D2. Uh, so we'll find out a little bit about her coaching background. And also, the thing that I find interesting, she's coaching at Arlington she graduated from Stanwood. Ooh, yeah, right. Stilly what, rivalry. What? Yeah, she's Ooh. she's crossing the river there and going over to the other the other team. So we'll uh, find out about that. But Lauren's taken over a very good program, a team that went sixth, uh, won sixth in state last year and was undefeated in Wesco play. So we'll catch up with Lauren a little bit and find out what uh, what her plans are for the Eagles uh, this coming year. And then also later on in the show, we're going to talk to Andy Knapp from the WIAA. He is the director of marketing, and we'll also hear from Austin Seals, who is a junior over at Meadowdale. Austin was recently named to the WIAA LEAP Committee. LEAP stands for Leadership Through Education, Activities, and Personal Development. It's an acronym. And uh, a 16-member committee that they have every year, eight juniors, eight seniors. So once you're in, it's a two-year commitment, and then they just roll out eight new students every year to replace the eight that just graduated. 
kind of interesting. Austin is the first Snohomish County student in five years to serve on this committee. So find out a little bit more about what LEAP is and uh, not only what it is, but how it's also functioning during a, a pandemic. So that should be interesting. Today's show brought to you by the Buzz In Steakhouse, a law office of Russell and Hill, screen printing Northwest, and by Everett Safe and Lock. We're ready to go. We are ready to go and joining us right now, as I mentioned before, and let's say it one more time because it sounds wonderful, doesn't it? The Snohomish County Sports Commission Collegiate Male Athlete of the Year, Bobby Martin, graduate of Glacier Peak High School, also now a graduate of, of Everett Community College. Joining Bobby also, Mike Trotman, the head coach for the Everett CC Trojans. Gentlemen, how are you tonight? I'm doing great. Thanks, guys, for having us on. Absolutely. Bobby, congratulations on winning the award. Thank you, Steve. That's awesome. Thank you. Now, now talk a little bit about this. First of all, did, did you know there was such an award? And if so, uh, did, you, did you know you were in contention for it? This is a pretty special deal. I had no clue that the award was a real thing. I, I just got a text from, from Troutman saying I got it. and That was my information that I got from it. And, it, no, it's, it, it's a really cool award to get in general. Well, yeah, and we should point out this is not just a basketball award. This involves all of all of the uh, the sports that are played at the collegiate level locally here. And Mike, I'm guessing you might have even had a thing or two to do with this. Do you, as a coach, have to put a nomination in for Bobby to get this award? Do the athletic directors come to you? Do they do it on their own? How how does this work? Yeah, every year Garrett will will uh, ask the coaches if there's anybody they had in mind to nominate for the award. And of course, I I try to always have at least one a year. Um, and this is the second time in three years that we've gotten a, a guy from our basketball team uh, to get the award. So I was really happy about that because Bobby certainly deserved it. And Bobby, I think you're the – I'm doing this off the top of my head and all of a sudden I just forgot his first name, but Peterson, a former Glacier Peak basketball player who was at Edmonds a couple years back, I think he's also been a recipient of this award. So it is something that Glacier Peak has won in the past. I guess it kind of just uh, goes to kind of remind us that Glacier Peak can play some basketball too. Yeah, I think that was Zach Peterson. It was. I think, got it, yeah. That's right. Zach went it over at Edmonds there, and I know he went up to Alaska after that. Uh, yep. So let's talk a little bit about your season here for a moment. I know you 16 points per game, uh, up 3.5 points from where you were the year before that. You averaged 6.5 rebounds per game, helped the team to a 25-4 and four record. What was your expectation coming into year number two? Because obviously it's a pretty big jump. Anytime you go from high school to even junior college, right? I mean, the speed of the game and everything really kind of takes a huge, huge toll on you as far as what you're used to playing at. But I've got to think even from year one to year two at that collegiate level, does the game start to slow down for you a little bit? Do you start to kind of get more acclimated? Did it did it seem a lot easier to, to you this year? Or was it just a matter of maybe uh, you going out and being a year older and stronger and working that much harder? It did seem a little easier because it's a it's a little jump from high school to um, even junior college level. Um, it's just a little faster, you know. Um, Coach Mike likes to play it fast too, get up the court. And uh, the expectations going in, we had a really good team. Um, we had Peel, Devin, and Cameron, and, and Joe Crumley, all all the people that our teammates and our team was full of just studs that wanted to play hard. And you know, when you have a team like that, it's really just you got to put the ball on the floor, work together, and and just have a good time out there, and, and, and you win some games. So um, it was a little easier the second year, my um, second year ever, just because the first year I got a kind of got a taste for it, got got a little look at what you know it's really expected and what you need to do on a daily basis. And then second year just got a, got a little better at doing the routine and everything like that, a practice a little more focused and understanding how to really play to win um, at at the NWAC level. So. 
Yeah. And coach, you guys kind of got, and this is the wrong phrase, so I'm going to use it anyway, jerked around with your postseason tournament, didn't you? We're playing, we're not playing. Yeah, we're not. Now we're going to go here. And it finally got all called off, didn't it? Yeah, it did. And, and, and a lot of it was like, like we're still dealing, dealing with today. You know, you just sure. don't know what's going to happen in three days. And the Snohomish County you know, Health Department wanted that thing shut down. Um, we didn't know about it until, you know, the day of it. it was, at that time, it was every day it was changing. And then um, the NWAC did a great job, and they really tried as hard as they could to, to put that tournament on. And they they found a spot in Oregon at Clackamas uh, Community College. is a great facility, nice campus, great area. And they, they decided to host it, and they worked their butts off all week to get that thing move from, you know, in four days from Everett to Oregon. And we get down there, and, you know, there's there's morning game goes. The first one, I'm like, all right, we have a shot to play tonight. And then the second game goes, and we're like, we go to the gym to kind of watch. We wanted to see the, the Spokane uh, uh, game. And, um, you know, right when the game was over, they were like, this is it. You know, that, that was the same day. When we were at shoot-around that morning, there was the Pac-12 was canceling games. That's when the, the college really started rolling and started canceling everything. And it was a couple of days after – the NBA canceled, and so it was just snowball, and it just it got out of control. Everybody was done. Well, and Bobby, for you guys as a team, if you're the Sacramento Kings and the NBA shuts down the season early, ah, so be it. We'll regroup group and try to get back for next year. But when you're 25 and four, and you're sitting atop the standings like that, that had to be a pretty big blow for you and your teammates. Uh, how much have you guys talked about that, and how much do you kind of sit now back and go, boy, what it could have, should have, and what would we have done if we'd had a chance for this tournament? Yeah, at the time when it got canceled, we were all just kind of we were almost in shock, really gloomy. We we knew we had a really good team, especially at the end of the season. We were playing really well. And so we were going into the tournament expecting, you know, go all the way. Um, and then when they canceled it, it just kind of shattered everyone's uh, hopes and dreams for that season. But uh, we haven't really talked about it after the fact. I mean, we had a little... Um, we had a little pizza party. I forgot where, somewhere in Everett, and um, that was kind of like last time as a team. Um, yeah, but it, it was just a, it was devastating overall. Well, and Mike, for you, the same question because I know yeah. we we had you in the studio in February, and I think we were talking when the the mic mics weren't hot, and you kind of mentioned that you thought you had a pretty good shot at doing some damage in this tournament this year. It had to be devastating for you. I knew you've come close in the past, and we've even broadcasted some of your close calls in those tournament games. <laughs> yeah. uh, talk a little bit about how it, how it, you've been dealing and coping with the fact that you had a team that was really composed and ready to go a long way, and then it just gets taken away from you. Yeah, I mean, I, I think with this team I had last year, we had it's just we were so good defensively. And, you know, people always say that when you get in a tournament, you want to have a team that's the, the best defensive team, the best rebounding team, and the team that's the longest, and the team that puts the ball in the And we were just firing all cylinders. We were, we were so good defensively all year, but then at, towards the last, month you know we, we won seven games in a row in the second half of our league play and we were firing offensively really well and it was it was super tough because anytime you could you know our, our defensive stats were something that I've never seen a team do before with the field goal percentage the team shot against us at 36 percent overall and our, we rebounded out rebounded people by 17 a night on average um it, you know they missed every shot and we got every rebound and so um I really liked our chances a lot and I, I thought we were going to make it that that final game and give you know, against Clackamas or maybe a Skagit or, or Spokane or something. But we had a great draw, and it's one of those things where we're always going to say, man, I wish we had to play that thing because I know we, we had a shot. And I guess I'd be remiss if I don't ask because we want to stroke his ego just a little bit more. How vital was Bobby to the 25-4 and record? I know you had a lot of special players this year, but the, yeah. the, the guy's off and heading off to a four-year school now. How, how important was he to your success? 
Well, Bobby's the best because Bobby's just 100% whatever it takes to win the game. And so when you're, when your best player, and, and I, I thought Bobby was our best all-around player. We have some really good players on our team. But Bobby, you know, 100% all the time, every practice, no matter what. Um, anytime a coach asks him to do something, it's yes, coach. Um, grades are, you know, 3.8 or something, you know, something like that, you know, with a degree. And just everything that Bobby brings to a program is more than just what he does in the stats. And, you know, he could have scored 25 a game or he could have scored four. And as long as he won, you know, he didn't, he didn't really care. And that's what you get with Bobby. And I know when I was, when I was trying to get him to come to Everett, and I coached him in AAU, and I knew Bobby a little bit for one season before his senior year. And, you know, he was a great kid. He's funny to be around, and everyone like, likes him and that kind of thing. And, um, you know, Brian Hunter over at Glacier Creek was like, listen, Bobby's more than that. I mean, he's a once-in-a-lifetime kid that I've had in this program, and I've had some good ones. And if you can get Bobby, it's, it's magical. And, you know, sure enough, it, he, he was right. There's no question about it. He's, he is once-in-a-lifetime, and we're going to miss him. Um, but he's, he's a stud, and he'll keep us you know, updated on his season, and I'll keep a, tra- a track on him. But we'll, we'll, not, we'll talk to Bobby forever for sure. Bobby, did you know all these people were saying nice things about you? <laughs> Maybe a little bit too nice. <laughs> well, you know who's you know who's also saying nice things about you. The folks down at the University of Colorado, Colorado Springs. And, and before we go any further, this is where I get to grill my co-host here, Tom. The uh, the nickname for UCCS. Do you know it? The Skyhawks. No, not even close. The Wildcats. You're getting closer, I think. The Mountain Lions. The Mountain Lions. The Mountain Lions. Okay. Bo- Bobby, why are, why are you a Mountain Lion? What uh, what was it about UCCS that that attracted you? Well, they were the only school to really give me an offer, and it's helped paying for my school. So it's a win-win in, in that sense. Get to play basketball, get get my degree paid for, because it's really about the overall you know, grand scheme of things in the future. So really, just kind of using basketball to get a degree while also being liking basketball and being competitive about it. Well, and Mike, I, I did notice when I looked at the UCCS roster earlier. I think I saw I counted eight different players from the state of Texas. Five from Colorado, one from London, one from Australia, and two from the state of Washington, Bobby being one of them. And, of course, the other one is Cameron Underwood, who also played for you at Everett CC. I- I'm guessing uh, you-, you put a good word in for these guys. There's a pipeline now. Well, it's a funny story because my, my assistant coach, Nick, played for the head coach there when Nick was in college about 10, 12 years ago. And so we have a little connection there. But um, their only need really was a long three man that could play the wing and and defend a little bit. And so they recruited Cam all year long and they were watched a ton of our games and, and they'd call me after games and stuff. And they, God, I love Bobby, but I can't take Bobby. We don't have any money for Bobby because we, we don't have any scholarships, but God, he's our kind of player. And this, tell me about Bobby and this kind of stuff. And at the end of the year, sure enough, their shooting guard who is uh, going to be a senior this year. Um, he, he ACL'd. And so um, that next day they're like, listen, we're comfortable with Bobby. We've saw, we've seen him all year long. We know what he could do. He fits our style we got to try to get him too now because we have our student guard who's going to be out next year. And so that's how it kind of all fell into place. Um, but that, and that's why you play hard and, you know, people see you on film. And, and that was not Bobby's only offer. He had a lot of interest in a lot of NAI schools and that kind of thing. But Colorado Springs fit him, you know, at a good D2 level, but also for his educational stuff with his nutrition and that kind of thing. He had an excellent program there. And so it was a great fit for Bob to go with a teammate. And, and uh, it's going to work out really well. So who, who is the coach down there? His name is Jeff Culver. I mean, he's been uh, – He's been around the uh, Denver area and that kind of thing his whole life coaching. So he actually does some workouts with USA Basketball as well, too. He's a really good friend of Mike Hopkins, 
who was a the head coach, obviously. We've heard of Washington. Him. We've heard yeah. of him. Yeah. <laughs> well, and we just did a segment last week, uh, paying a tribute to Ed Peppel, who was the longtime coach at Mercer yeah. Island, obviously, and talked about the importance of having a coach who gets connected and has networking throughout the country and how that helps for the student athlete to, to move on to the next level. It's even more vital at the junior college level, because obviously the majority of your players that are coming to you are hoping to aspire to get to that, that level. How vital is that for you in terms of what you do? Obviously you, you have to have these connections here and there. And I, obviously it's changed a lot over the years with social media and yeah. other things, but uh, how much of your, your job does entail you reaching out to these coaches and trying to find the right fit for some of your players? Absolutely. I mean, I think our, our, it's 50-50. It's, I, I want to move them on because I want Bobby to get a great degree or a cam or, you know, to anybody. I want them to be good dads and, and good, good husbands and good people in society, and that's number one. So I'm looking out for the kid. And then number two, you know, for our program, it's really good. to when you send off, you have six sophomores that are really good, and five of them are playing at a next year, you know, level with a scholarship. And so that's important when we recruit because then it's just right there on the table. Like, listen, these are the guys we had last year. Here's where they all went. And, you know, it's, this is going to be you when you step up and you sign here and you're next up. And we just kind of keep that going. So it's important for both reasons, but it's most important for the kids and for my players to make sure that they get their education taken care of, and that's what we want. So now, Bobby, are you down in Colorado Springs right now? Has school already started? Yeah, school, school started on exactly a month ago. By the way, I've got to give you a shout-out. I saw the video you did for the Snohomish County Sports Commission in terms of the winning the award and – accepting that honor i noticed an, uh, a washington state flag in the background so already <laughs> representing down there well done i guess you, you and cam kind of need that when you're coming down from the uh from from the state the evergreen state up here how, how much fun has it been for you I, I did see that it's the 2018 u.s news most desirable city to live in in the nation so are you finding it to be desirable at this point yeah it's, it's really nice i mean a, a little low uh, sales tax rate a little lower than Washington. Better <laughs> for a college kid buying groceries. <laughs> um, but it's it's an awesome city to live in. I mean, right off of um, the University of Colorado, Colorado Springs, there's this place called the University Village, and they have you know a, bun- a bunch of shopping places and a bunch of, of food food stuff, and just a really nice area. The school itself is gorgeous, but I mean, state of the art health facilities, and also, I mean, our our gym's pretty nice as well. So. I'm I'm loving it down here. Have they converted you into becoming a Denver Nuggets fan yet, or is that that not happened? I, I have I have um, growing interest with Jamal Murray and Jokic. I think it's a great <laughs> combo. Uh, I, I was actually watching the game tonight before the call. I, I figured you might have been. Yeah, maybe. Well, we should point out too, Derek White, who plays for the San Antonio Spurs, had a pretty nice season for the Spurs too. Also played some ball at UCCS, so that's got to be kind of a uh, kind of uplifting was, for yeah. you guys. Yeah, no, it's super cool. In the gym, we have. His uh, UCCS jersey up on the uh, up up and bannered in the gym, and no, it's it's super cool that someone from D two, especially from here, the school, the place I'm gonna go play basketball at, is a uh, has an NBA um, NBA players. Tells a lot about the coach too and how he coaches and and his um, you know expertise. So it's really cool. Now, have you guys started practicing or working out yet? And if so, how is that going? Because I do know that obviously, number one, we're in a pandemic, but number two. Colorado Springs is six thousand feet above sea level, so a little bit of an elevation difference. Are you are you no, noticing that already, or how, how's that going? I definitely, definitely noticed that when I, the first couple of weeks I came here. You know, it's hard going up steps. Me and my girlfriend went to Garden of the Gods, and it was a it was a trek almost halfway through. Like, oh my gosh, you know, we're losing breath a little a little quicker than than Washington because we're basically we're basically sea level over there. So 
it's a huge, huge climb. Um, so yeah, what was the what was the earlier question you asked before that? Sorry, I got distracted. No, oh, I basketball, think... Bob. <laughs> the high elevation and uh, and and just playing basketball and getting acclimated. It sounds like you're a hey, and we know that you like to fly around to the ball. So I don't think that's going to be a problem for you anyway. You're not exactly uh, the guy carrying around forty pounds of too much weight or or anything like that. I think you'll do just fine. Yeah, I think I think it'll be just fine. Yeah. <laughs> now, Mike, we did want to ask you a little bit about the Trojans. Number one, I guess you're. Did I hear this correctly? You're replacing one Glacier Peak basketball player with another. Absolutely, we get we get rid of. Uh... One, and we bring in the MVP of the West Coast. He didn't mean to say get rid of, by the way, Bobby. That wasn't the, the wording that he probably wanted to use. But Well, you know, Bobby still has one more year of eligibility at the college level because he got a medical redshirt his first year. And I, I tried my dang just to get him to play, but uh, no, he, he was ready educationally, so he moved on. But, yeah, yeah, we're bring, bringing in uh, Glacier Peak kid, Braden Quantrill. It's a kid that I've known since he's been in second grade because I was his elementary PE teacher. And so I have a good relationship with the family and the kid and with, with of course, the, the program and stuff. So we're excited to bring him in. He plays about as hard as Bobby does, and he's strong. And you guys have seen him play. He can guard multiple positions, and he's just the dog. And he, he tries to win games similar to Bobby does. So I know he looks up to Bobby a lot, big time. He's told me that. And so I think he tries to play like him a little bit. So that'll be good. Very similar in that regard. Bobby, did you have anything to do with it at all? I know Coach is taking the credit for being his gym teacher, but <laughs> did you talk to Braden and tell him to get over to – Trojan land? I, I think I sent him a couple texts, but um, he, he's been one of my favorite, you know, players kind of younger than me for a long time, even when I was probably a junior. He was, I think he was a freshman or a sophomore. I think he was a freshman when I was a junior, and he would play up with the varsity guys, and he would give a lot of people some run for their money, honestly. He, he's take it to the rim, you know, he's tough-headed. He's he's an awesome player. I didn't have anything from going to Everett, but uh, he I think he's going to fit in really well there. So, Mike, in continuing with the Trojan theme here, uh, how, how has coaching changed for you in the last six months in terms of obviously recruiting is different now, being able to train, being able to work players out. Uh, what what are the parameters right now over at Everett? Yeah, so the last six months I haven't done a whole lot. You know, we recruited really hard during the season. And I had great relationships with kids already built, and so. We got, you know, lucky in that aspect that we, you know, we got our kids signed early and we just did a virtual tour on campus where a lot of kids usually come and visit. But uh, we signed three or four kids out of Utah again. And so we did virtual tours with them and sat down with families over Zoom and that kind of thing. And got that all done fairly early. And then uh, with the workouts and stuff, we just, you know, same that everybody's doing. We, we went online and we, we had a, everybody had a Google Sheets um, page where they had to put in their workout for the day and we had their, their skill workouts on there. We had their conditioning and weights uh, program on there, and they had to go in every day and wrote, write down and fill in what they did so we can keep an eye on them and just, you know, that kind of stuff. Zoom meetings, team meetings. We had one again the other night about all of our upcoming COVID stuff that we have to go through. So we're just we're going to start. We're going to get a chance to get in the gyms, groups of five, small groups of five, um, starting in mid to late October. So that's where we're going to go, and then our season will start in January with full, hopefully with full practice and everything else. And speaking of getting in the gym, and I wasn't going to let you go without talking about this, been seeing the pictures online over the last few months. Uh, yeah. Walt Price getting a, a little makeover, a new gym floor. Yeah, the whole college went for a whole new logo design, and, and they wanted to get – there were so many different logos for different departments using this guy and that guy and sports using this guy and you know, women's sports using this one. So they just the college went through a whole rebrand, and when they do that, they have to get the gym done too. And so we got lucky. It's, it's awesome. We got you know, our athletic director, Garrett, did a great job of finding a great a company to do it, and it looks really cool. And 
I'm really excited. Everybody always tells me, now all you got to do is just get rid of those orange bleachers and you'll have yourself a great place. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know, but um, uh, but the floor looks really cool. I'm excited to get on it for sure. I'll tell you what, the, the atmosphere in that gym was already outstanding, I think. And to see the before and after pictures, it doesn't even look like the same floor. It's, it's no. much, much better. It's a huge improvement. I think you'll take the orange bleachers if that's the trade-off because it's still one of the better places to watch and to uh, go play basketball, certainly in the state of Washington. So I think you guys are, are in for some big things there. It should be exciting. Yep, absolutely. I agree. Well, Bobby, again, congratulations. Uh, we want to let you go. I know you've got some work to do tonight as well, but uh, congratulations again on winning the Snohomish County Award. I know you're going to be honored at a uh, at, at a banquet next year along with all the other Hall of Fame members that are going into the Snohomish County Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, hoping for big things from you. We'll certainly keep a, keep an eye on you and keep tabs on what you're doing. And, and Mike, thank you also for joining us tonight. Hey, yeah, speaking of Hall of Fame, I, I wanted to take a second to congratulate Tom. I, being inducted into the Snowish County Sports Hall of Fame is probably something that we all knew was coming at some point and deserving, very well deserving. So congratulations, Tom. That's pretty awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much. It was I, overdue, wasn't it? I, I <laughs> yes, still, it was. I still think it's a clerical error. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> Well, cool. One day down the road, Steve, it'll be you. You'll be doing next. Oh, I've got I've got about thirty years to go still. So I thirty. I'm I'm a newbie still. Well, Mike, maybe we'll all four be there one day. Who knows? But uh, (laughs) until then, you guys keep doing big things, Mike. I know, obviously, you've got that program certainly trending in the right direction. And Bobby, I know you're already joining a team that's had some success over the last couple years, and we're hoping you just add to it. So, uh, guys, thank you very much, and and best wishes. All right, Steve. Thank you, Tom. You bet. There you go. That is Mike Troutman from Everett Community College and Bobby Martin from Colorado Springs. Yeah, two great guys. I didn't think we'd be talking to them this soon because, again, we just had them on in February. But right. when you win an award, you got to bring somebody on to talk sure. about it, right? And Bobby's sure. certainly deserving. And, yeah, you start to look at the numbers on the pages of what he was able to accomplish, and not not only for himself individually, but it's a team award also. And Bobby just – he's one of those guys, and we have saw this time and time again in high school – he makes everybody around him better. Very yep. deserving. Yep, yep. There you go. And we will come back and talk Arlington Volleyball next right here. KRKO, it's Prep Sports Weekly. Hi, I'm Brian Reed. As your local Allstate agent, providing protection that fits your life is something I take, well, personally. I am committed to learning about your needs and personalizing protection to meet them. From bundling your auto, home, and life insurance with ease to evaluating optional coverage based on your protection needs, I can build an insurance proposal that fits your life. Are you in good hands? Contact me, Brian Reed, at either of my Everett locations, 425-337-4646. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Life insurance offered through Allstate Life Insurance Company and Allstate Assurance Company, Northbrook, Illinois, and American Heritage Life Insurance Company, Jacksonville, Florida. KRKO is back and playing great songs like this. Welcome to the Hotel California. And this. Got a black magic woman. AM 1380 and Everett 95.3 FM and anywhere on your computer, tablet, or smartphone. Just go to krko.com and click on the Listen Live button. Everett's greatest hits are on KRKO. At Judd and Black, we know a thing or two about appliances. Appliances are all we do. You can count on us to work hard to earn your business with great value and the good old-fashioned customer service that comes from 80 years of serving families in the Pacific Northwest. Whether it's sales, delivery, installation, parts, or service, you can trust in our 700 years of combined experience to get the job done right. Judd and Black, your hometown appliance store close to home. Online at juddblack.com. 
Ace Hardware is a helpful place with prompt, friendly service, knowledge, and the little things that make a big difference. Service. Selection. Advice. Community involvement. Competitive prices. Convenience. Located near you. And the things you need, such as... House keys. Lawn and garden. Plumbing. Electrical. Hardware. Grills. Outdoor living supplies. And even nuts and bolts. When you visit Ace Hardware, you'll be greeted at the door and given the help you need. So come visit us at Ace Hardware in Evergreen Way in Everett, Lake Stevens, and now Stanley. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hi, this is Josh, and I'm a delivery driver with Harbor Wholesale with a CDLA. How would you like to work four tens and be home for dinner every night? Harbor Wholesale is hiring delivery drivers based in the Everett area. Your CDLA and solid customer service experience will get you noticed. Harbor has great benefits. How about a $5,000 signing and retention bonus with a full benefit package, including a 401k with company match? I'm home for dinner, and I'm home for the Hawks. I love working for Harbor Wholesale, and you will too. Apply today at harborwholesale.com. At Glass by Lund, if there's one thing they've learned over the past 40 years, it's that supporting the local community is very important. That's why they're huge supporters of Wesco High School sports, especially this year. It doesn't matter when the season starts. It doesn't matter the score. Class by Lund supports high school sports 100%. And if you need support with windows, shower doors, or skylights, residential or commercial, remember, since 1967, Glass by Lund has been here to serve in your community. To find out more, visit glassbylund.com. And Prep Sports Weekly continues here on KRKO. Tom Lafferty along with Steve Bullets here on KRKO's Everett's Greatest Hits, Sports, and More. We're ready to move, move to some Arlington volleyball. We're going to talk a little volleyball, and we're going to talk to a coach right now who I'm sure that the Eagles were could not have been any happier that she seems to have fallen right into their lap. This is an Arlington team that over the last six years, 97-35, and 35, uh, Whitney Williams really turned this program around and did some big things. She's now heading off to Everett Community College. So you need to find a coach, and what better way to do it than to replace her with somebody who has nine years of head coaching experience at the collegiate level and also happens to be a local native around here. Lauren Amundsen, who I, uh, I gave her an extra D in her name earlier. It's Amundsen uh, joining us right now. Lauren, first of all, uh, welcome back to Wesco Athletics. Hey, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. I'm um, excited you know, I miss volleyball so much. I'm excited to just be able to talk about it. No, definitely. Well, we're we're excited to talk to you because, I mean, obviously you look on your resume and there's so many things that jump out here. And, of course, being that we're here in Snohomish County, we got to give you a hard time right away. Arlington <laughs> coach, Stanwood graduate. A little bit of uh, yeah. a rivalry there. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, I my sister actually is a coach at Stanwood, so that wasn't really a path I could follow. So I had to go to the next closest place. <laughs> I, look at us. We didn't do our homework there. We didn't realize that. So is that your sister, <laughs> Megan? It is. Okay, so there we go. So we're, we're, it's really going to be a rivalry, a house divided. Um, so is the yeah, family already trying to figure out who rivalry. they're going to be rooting for on those nights? or? Oh, they're going to root for a great match. Uh, they're going to root for five games, basically, five sets. Yeah, okay. definitely. Well, fair enough. Well, let's talk a little bit about you first. So Stanwood Athlete, uh, as Ten letters. I know you went into the Stanwood uh, Hall of Fame just a few years back. Congratulations on that. Oh, thanks. And I know you played tennis, you played basketball for a couple of years, and, of course, volleyball. So uh, talk a little bit about your experience as a Stanwood athlete. What were some of your more memorable moments, and what was it like growing up and playing athletics around the Stanwood community? Oh, I, 
I love everything about Stanwood. <laughs> it was what um, brought me home, and um, I just love the small town atmosphere. I think people are really invested in the community. Um, playing sports was such a big part of my life growing up, um, and really it led me all the way through my career path. Um, but, you know, I think in Stanwood in particular, what was special to me was the relationships that I got to build with teammates and coaches that made that educational experience really valuable and special. So now they might be listening tonight. So anybody you want to give a shout out to any former teammates or coaches that you still keep in touch with? Oh, I had some fantastic coaches that I definitely still keep in touch with that still um, live and work and coach in the area. And I, I um, can't say enough good things about them and the education I received. Um, and I, I then in turn wanted to be able to do that with my career too. So talk about your career path. You graduate, you walk across the stage, you get your um, diploma from Stanwood. Then what happened? Um, I, I went to a college to play volleyball in Memphis, Tennessee, um, and had, you know, early on no intentions of going far away to school. Um, but, you know, with the recruiting process, that sometimes takes some unexpected turns. And um, went down there and played Division II volleyball and had a fantastic um quality experience, got a good education in business, um, obviously fell in love with collegiate volleyball and wanted to pursue that as a, as a profession. Um, and I'm going to stop you for a moment because I am curious. Sure. Christian Brothers University, how does somebody from Stanwood, Washington, end up in <laughs> Memphis, Tennessee playing right. collegiate volleyball? Um, I, you know, I was playing club volleyball at a tournament in Las Vegas and met my coach um, and kind of laughed thinking I would, you know, I've never heard of Memphis, probably, or definitely not heard of the school. Um, and then just, you know, went on a visit and met some great teammates and was sold at that point. And you ended up having a great career there. I should mention that you are also the school, or you set school records for assists in a match, in a season, and in a career. So I'm sure they're pretty happy with that decision as well. Uh and then the thing that I'm curious about, you then went out and you became a grad assistant at Bryant where you also got your MBA. So it's always kind of a, I think we don't talk about that enough, but so often when, when we see these grad assistant coaches, a lot of times they go there and their primary function or their their reason for being there is they're trying to get a coaching job. But at the same time, we don't think about the fact that the ones who are really smart about the situation take advantage of it and advance their education that much further. You, you went out and got a master's in business administration. Yeah, and honestly, I would highly recommend it to anybody. I got to get my foot in the door in college athletics. I got to experience the coaching side, but I also do have a really great educational background um, that I think, you know, I think you use business in everything that you do. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, I think Bryant was a great education, and I'm really proud of that MBA. So was the plan when you got the MBA to actually use it at that point, or were you thinking <laughs> – Hey, let's see which college comes calling on me next. I want to keep coaching. No, well, no. I think at that point, it was you know, college coaching hadn't really crossed my mind that much. You know, you you finish school and then you go get a a real job, not a volleyball job, because who gets to do that? Um, but you know, the more I got into it and fell in love with it, um, I just I knew that that was what I wanted to pursue at that point. I think. Um, the ability to work with young people and just see them develop over time and grow in their confidence. It's such a cool time in their life. Um, it was, you know, I just kind of felt like I knew. 
And so you ended up at Stonehill, which is where? Stonehill's in eastern Massachusetts. So it's um, just outside of Boston towards Cape Cod. So you just kept working your way further and further east. You were trying to yeah, get away from yeah. us here. Yeah. So, and really the plan was always to get back home, but it's, you know, the longer that you're there, the more my network was building in in New England. So it was, you know, that was kind of the way it went. And I don't want to get too personal on this one, but I, as far as becoming a Division Two volleyball coach, can you make a living doing that? Do you have to work on, on the side when you're doing that as well? Or how does um, – Without asking you a direct question of, as to how much no, money that's you made. Okay. It's um I would just say it really varies. When I started at Stonehill, it was a part time head coaching job and I, I carried two other jobs while I was doing it. Um and then as we started winning, um, in my six years there we made the school's first two trips to the NCAA tournament. Um so I convinced them to give me a raise. <laughs> and then it was and then it was my sole job at that point. Um but i think in college athletics as a whole and especially in division two there's you know big big difference between the haves and have nots so some some schools have coaches that are really well paid and some don't well and then you stuck with it and then you ended up getting a division one job at marist so tell us a little bit about that that had to be a thrill yeah absolutely i think um you know marist was just kind of a, a great fit for me in terms of Type of school. It was really similar to Bryant and to Stonehill in that it was um, smaller, really high academic, private, uh, beautiful campus, great residential life. Um, so it was, it was a perfect fit for me, and I think you know a great next step in terms of career move too. And, and I have it got to be me a little closer to home. <laughs> I have to be honest. When I saw you were at Marist, I had one thing on my mind and one thing only. I, I know Jason Myers, the kicker for the Seahawks. Yeah. Is from Marist University. Yep. So I'm, I'm guessing he wasn't there when you were there. But and at the same also, uh, no, he was just a bit before me. Also, Rick Smith went to Marist. Oh, okay, I knew there was somebody else. I couldn't put my finger on it. The center for yeah. the Indiana Pacers back in the day. Yeah. I Okay, there we go. I knew I knew Marist from somewhere else. And Marist is also, it's what, it, I'm going to say, is it Poughkeepsie, New York? Poughkeepsie. Okay. Yep. It's between New York City and Albany. Very nice. So then you're you're done coaching there, and then all of a sudden, you end up at Arlington High School. Well, I guess there was, there was another stop along the way. Talk to us about how you got back to the Pacific Northwest and how you ended up at Arlington, of all places. Yeah, I, you know, I think getting back here was always the goal. Uh, my family's here. My extended family is here. And I, I'm just a Pacific Northwesterner at heart. Um, so I always kept my eye on it, wanted to get back. Um, you know, felt like I was kind of following this career path and climbing the ladder. Um, and I got to a point where I just knew where I wanted to live. Um, you know, my, my niece and nephew are getting older. They're nine and six. And I felt like I was missing a lot of their childhood. So it was like, okay, I'm going back. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I spent last fall um, at Western Washington um, with Diane Flick, who's a fantastic coach. Um, so loved coaching up there. And like I said, I, you know, I, I loved my high school athletic experience at Sandwood and always thought that that might be, you know, where my path led eventually. Um, and then, but, you know, in talking to Megan and I have a few other uh, friends in the league, I, I didn't think that Whitney would ever leave Arlington. Um, so I, I was shocked when she did. And I think I got my application in that day. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, you know, I I think it's there was so much excitement, and you know, I got hired in February, and then it's and then we're in a pandemic. <laughs> Well, and you talked about all the support that people got from um, when you played at Stanwood. Arlington, like, leads the league in student support <laughs> for every sport. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, they've built such a strong athletic department and a supportive community. And, um, you know, when you're looking for somewhere that you want to coach, there's a, you get to check a lot of boxes with Arlington Athletics. Well, we keep talking to, to various coaches, and we just had a segment right before yours where we're asking Mike Trotman what it's like to try to put together training programs and recruiting and whatnot all during a pandemic. I've got to think when you're a first-year coach at a new new location and new environment, not exactly the easiest situation to come into and trying to get to know your players and to find out what their strengths are and to work them out when we're shut down and we really can't do a whole lot. So what's that process been like for you? Yeah. Um, patience testing. Certainly, um, I, I'm you know I'm trying to just wait, trying to use the opportunities that were given, um, but with you know, with limits on gathering size and everything, we've just done everything over um, online right now. So I've been able to connect with the kids, but certainly not in the way that I would like to. Um, and it's just kind of you know little by little helping them get to know what I'm what I'm going to bring to the table and what I'm going to expect of them. Um, we're just next week, we're able to get into another, um, coaching period. So we'll gather, you know, over zoom again and be able to connect and learn a little bit more about each other, but it's been slow. You know, it's, I'm, I'm itching to get back into the gym. And this is a team that we just mentioned it a little while ago, 14 and zero in West school last year, undefeated. They took sixth at state. Um, good news, bad news type of a situation, right? Good news is you only lost three players that were seniors last year. Bad news is they were three pretty good seniors, and in particular, I know uh, Ariana Bilby was an all all area player, one of the better players yeah. in the in the region certainly. And I know uh, Julia Parra, who's played various sports over there, and and Reese Talbot. But um, for the most part, you're bringing a lot of players back, including two juniors, Emily Meckelberg and, and Taylor Pedersen, who were both all Wesco last year. Uh, have you have you had a chance to watch them on vi- on tape at all, or have you had did you have it? I have. I have watched some tape, um, and I, you know, I got to see them play last fall a little bit. Um, so, I, I am really excited about the kids that are returning. I think it, that's the nature of the business that you graduate talented kids every year, and then you, um, you know, you think you're never going to be able to replace them, and then somebody always steps up and fills a role. Um, so, I think we're, we are returning some really talented kids. Um, and probably a lot of names that we don't even know. Um, they had great depth on their um, freshman team and their JV team as well. So I'm excited. I'm excited to get in the gym and see what, what we're going to look like and how we're going to put the pieces together. And I guess I'd, I should ask also, is Megan going to help you with some of the scouting for the other teams? Is she going to share some <laughs> no. of her knowledge? <laughs> no. Well, she's, she's done a lot of helping me just in preparations and a lot of you know high school questions that I am um, have along the way. Um, we've done some collaborating already, so it's going to be fun. And, you know, she's, she's a great resource for me. Well, it sounds like a, a great opportunity for you. Again, I, I didn't realize, I think we've even had Megan on the show before now that I think about it, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a, a perfect chance for you to get back into 
the volleyball scene around here. And like Tom mentioned already, a great community over there in Arlington, which you already knew. Yeah. So again, Lauren, congratulations on getting that job. And I, like I said, I got to thank Tom Royce and the rest of the folks over at Arlington. When Whitney left, I don't think they expected to have a, a, a collegiate coach fall right into their lap. So uh, best <laughs> of luck to you over there at Arlington. And hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to you once the season starts getting up and running. Thanks. Thanks so much. Go Eagles. There, there you go. That is Lauren Amundsen. She's already got the Go Eagles. Dude. Go Eagles. That's all you got to do. <laughs> That's Sparty right off the tongue. It's out. It's it's a memory, and now she's ready to go. And let's. What are we talking about next? We're going to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk a little WIAA. We're gonna, okay. Andy Knapp, the director of marketing, is going to join us. Our and friend, friend of the show, friend of the show, and also Austin Seals, a junior ever at Middledale High School, who's now a part of the Leap program. I did want to throw out one other quick stat here because I didn't work it into my interview here. Lauren also was the uh, was three times named to the American Volleyball Coaches Association, thirty under thirty. So wow, w- gained gained a few honors along the way. So sh- yeah, Arlington, good good choice, good good hire. And we will come back and we'll talk about the WIAA and the Leap program. It's Prep Sports Weekly right here on KRKO. Justice is easy if you know what to do. Call 800-LAW-0842. The law offices of Russell and Hill are proud sponsors of the KRKO Prep Sports Student Athlete of the Month. These student athletes have demonstrated excellence on the field of play and in the classroom. Russell and Hill believes in being part of your community and salutes those who give the extra effort. Russell and Hill will fight for you. Call 800 842 The Ford Summer Sales Event is on now at Kendall Ford of Marysville. Get in on the end of summer savings and save big. Get into a brand new 2020 Ford F-150 and save over 11500 off MSRP. Now, only $34,995. Save over 9000 off MSRP on a new 2020 Ford Explorer XLT. Now, just $30,995. Save over 8500 off MSRP on a new 2020 Ford Escape S. You pay just $18,999. You don't want to miss out on the Ford Summer Sales Event. On now at Kendall Ford of Marysville. Stop by and save big. Check out the deals in person or online at KendallFordOfMarysville.com. Kendall, let's start something great. Stock number NT2118, NT2217, and NT2218. All factory rebates subject to change all financing on approved credit. A negotiable $150 dealership documentation fee may be added to the final sale price of the vehicle. Tax and license not included subject to prior sales and keep the details. Offer expires 9-30-2020. For nearly 50 years, Everett Safe and Lock has serviced the security needs of Snohomish County and surrounding areas, and they are also a proud supporter of prep sports. They know that boys and girls that take part in prep sports work hard to make themselves and their teammates better athletes, and even more importantly, better citizens too. Sports, they help build character and help them to be properly prepared for a brighter future. Everett Safe and Lock wishes all the athletes the best this season, and for all of your commercial, industrial, financial, and residential needs, see them, the trusted pros since 1970 on Evergreen Way and online at EverettSafeAndLock.com. Are the kids in all this sheltering in place stuff driving you crazy? Well, good news. The Buzz Inn is open again for dine-in. The whole family loves the Buzz Inn. And once again, you can dine-in. Choose from hand-cut Angus steaks, chicken, seafood, burgers, sandwiches, and all-day breakfast. And as always, the Buzz Inn is taking extra care to ensure the safety of their employees and their guests. So pack the whole family in the car and get out of the house and into the Buzz Inn. That is unless you want to cook at home some more. Very funny. The Buzz Inn Steakhouse. Always a great deal on a great meal.
Welcome back. Prep Source Weekly on KRKO. Tom Lafferty along with Steve Willis. You're kicking yourself, aren't you? <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I was just telling you during the break. You're that Mr. Prep guy. I Normally I'm going through and doing all my prep, and a lot of times I would have even gone back and thought to myself, well, who is the coach over at Stanwood now? And, you know, I would have seen that Megan Amundsen was the coach over there and would have put two and two together. And did I do that? No, but fortunately <laughs> she, she figured it out for us. Well, I would take the Stanwood job, but my sister's the head coach over there. It's probably a good idea that you don't walk into that territory then. <laughs> that, that'd be that would be an awkward Thanksgiving, wouldn't it? And it's the Stilly and the Stilly Cup. It's still the Stilly Cup, yeah. Oh, and that's a mean rivalry. It, it, well, it, yeah, we it's mean, but it's it's a friendly mean, right? We say mean in an endearing way, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. I've never seen like fist fights or anything. I hope not. We don't no, want to see that. No, but that's true. no, good good rivalry over there. Obviously, a lot of good competition in various sports, and uh, now we're going to get a little volleyball rivalry. That'll be fun. Let's move on. Let's move on indeed. Uh, joining us now from the WIAA, we've got the Director of Marketing, Andy Knapp, and uh, Austin Seals, who is a junior at Meadowdale High School, who was recently named to the WIAA LEAP Committee. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us, and I guess, Andy, we'll let you have the first word. Rather than me try to explain what the LEAP Committee is, why don't you tell us what exactly Austin Seals is going to be doing and uh, what is LEAP? Great. Well, first of all, nice to talk to you guys. It's been a while, uh, so it's good to connect. Well, we would have talked to you sooner, but you always you haven't been at the Tacoma Dome the last few years. Should, <laughs> should we even make that a topic? Because that used to be kind of our place where we would catch up with you and get you on the air and have you come over to the table. And I think you joined us like two or three years in a row, and then the last few years you're just you're, you're dodging us. You're going to Avoiding Yakima. Us, yeah. Please don't take that personally. Uh, Too late, services, but go ahead. My sir, my services were needed elsewhere. Uh, so I was in Yakima the last two years, and then I actually went over to Spokane for the 1B2B tournament this last year, which was, uh, I don't know if you've ever been able to attend that tournament, but there is so much community pride in hosting that event, and um, those small schools really come out, I mean, those towns shut down to come support their basketball team, so it's a pretty cool basketball tournament to attend. have never been, but I've heard similar stories, so that doesn't surprise me one bit, but well, yeah. well, that, well good to have you back on the show again finally, and now uh, having said that, uh, what did Mr. Seal sign up for here? We're, Austin, first of all, thanks for joining us tonight. First time on the radio. Yeah. So now, Austin, this this is a pretty big opportunity, and we mentioned it at the beginning of the show tonight. You are the first uh, Snohomish County student in five years to be named to the LEAP Committee, so this is a pretty big deal for us as well. Now, having said that, uh, we're going to let Andy explain to us what exactly you signed up for. Yeah, yeah. Let, me, let me give some context, and uh, feel free to ask follow-up questions as needed. So, LEAP is our, uh, it's our student leadership committee. The acronym stands for Leadership Through Education Activities and Personal Development. Uh, it's the 14th year of existence for the committee. And I, I actually inherited the committee as one of my responsibilities uh, when I started on my job. And it was the second year of the committee. Uh, so you can do the math and figure out that I've been at the WI for a long time now. Uh, but when I, when I walked in the door, I had, uh, I had six LEAP applications on my desk or six committee positions, and I think five of them were for 1B schools. <laughs> so it was, an interesting, uh, it was an interesting experience right out of the gate, but we've really evolved that committee over the year. And at the core, it really is a committee that serves to be the student voice for us because at the end of the day, uh, at the WI, we're really in the kid business. You know, Mick, Mick Hoffman, our director, says that all the time. Uh, and it's true. Every decision that's made by the association is ultimately impacting student participants. So it's critical for us to have input for students, from students. And so we've assembled this committee, and we've built it out to be as diverse as possible. And when I say that, I mean 
we want to have as much uh, as much representation from our classifications geographically, the 20 different sports and activities that are sanctioned under the WIA. And so when we're doing our selections, we're really trying to diversify that group from that lens to try to make sure when we're sitting down and talking about uh, WI initiatives and soliciting input, we're getting relevant feedback from student athletes who are part, who are actually speaking from experience from participating in those sports and activities. So, when so we're, um, yeah, go ahead. I was Steve. just going to ask, when we're not in, in the middle of a pandemic, are we also thinking that these students will be participating or helping out at various state tournaments and other activities, or will it just be, okay, let's get together via Zoom or via phone call once a month and talk about ideas? Great question. So pre-pandemic, we would be meeting five times a year in person at our office. We typically meet on Sundays just because that's the one day of the week that these heavily involved kids are actually available. Uh, in a pandemic, we're meeting virtually, which um, is not quite the same experience, but it does provide us a little bit more latitude and flexibility to meet more often. There's less barriers to pulling kids together, I guess, so that's nice. Um, but yeah, we would, we would normally be uh, pulling them in to help support state championship events, um, getting them out into some other community service opportunities. Um, but, you know, one of, the, one of the most important things, especially right now, is we're trying to get a seat at the table for any kind of WI meetings where there's planning going on that's going to impact kids. And so one thing that we started last year is we actually were able to negotiate a seat at the table, uh, basically an honorary board position during executive board meetings to make sure that we have a LEAP representative there to give feedback and input when there's a student uh, there's a student topic that needs some student input. So that's been really nice. Absolutely. Hey, Austin, let's hear about you a little bit. So Meadowdale High School, class of 2022, what activities are you involved in at school? Um, so I started my freshman year as running for Senate in ASB, and that's definitely taken flight through the years. Um, I ran for Senate again in sophomore year, and now I'm currently the vice pre president um, for the school. Um, I also do LINK, which is like our kind of like letting freshmen in, kind of helping them into high school. Um, Sports-wise, um, my big thing's track. I do high jump pole vault. Um, but then also I do cross country and I dropped swim this year to, uh, train at the UW for track. That's kind of what I'm doing. And I've gotten to know your athletic and activities coordinator over there, Beth Marriott over the years and a very, a wonderful person to work with. So no doubt it sounds like you're working closely with her on quite a few things. For sure. For sure. I had a meeting with her today about, um, our elections for Senate. So. Well, and, and Andy, as far as activities amongst the students then, is that something that's appealing to you or is that something that you worry about? I mean, obviously, if a student comes to you and says, I want to take part in LEAP, I'm a three-sport athlete, I'm the ASB president, I'm in LINK, I'm in DECA, I'm in all these other things. I mean, is that something where you kind of look at it and say, that's impressive, we want you on board? Or do you have to kind of look at some of those <laughs> those applicants and say, uh, I hope your, your plate's not you know filling over there a little bit? That's a, that's a really good question. Our selection process is very involved. There's a lot that goes into it. A lot of it is filling some of those um, demographics I was talking about earlier, and a lot of time it's fit. And I, I definitely I would be lying if I didn't say that sometimes we've overextended ourselves with some kids in the past who were clearly so heavily involved that it was really tough to make LEAP a priority. Uh, but we're pretty upfront with these kids. Um, they actually sign a participation agreement that commits them to – meeting several requirements, including meeting attendance. Um, there are, they're going to be writing student blogs. 
Uh, there's a variety of stuff that goes into it. So um, we realize that they're heavily involved, but we al- we also need need leave to be a priority form. So um, we have we typically have about oh 100 to 120 applicants every year. So it's a competitive application process, and so we really try to impress upon them that it's a unique opportunity, and uh, we need them to commit to it. And Austin, how did you find out about Leap? So I got an email from my track coach Matthew Vonnie. And he was like, hey, I think this is a great fit for you, and you should try out for it. So I ended up just going for it, and I, it worked out. So. And what intrigued you the most about it? Um, I really didn't know a whole lot about the program, and I went onto their Instagram page and saw a tagged person, and I texted that guy and was like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. And he's like, dude, it's the funnest thing that you can ever do. And you should totally do it. So I just filled out the application. Me and my friends helped me with my video, and it just happened. And Andy, you made the hire, so you must you must have found something you liked about Austin. <laughs> I'm really glad he mentioned the video. That's one of my favorite parts of the application process, and I think it it's uh, it's great because it ends up trying to challenge the kids whether or not they're they're serious about applying. We ask them to make a personal video statement, and we ask them to be creative. And uh, it really gives us an opportunity to get to know them beyond the paper application. Uh, and so, um, so Austin, Austin has a great video. And on top of that, uh, you know, we've, we're just getting to know him. We've had one meeting with the incoming junior class back in August, and then we just had our first full committee meeting. Uh, but it's clear that Austin is going to be a really active contributor. I've seen it already. So uh, I'm really excited. You know, he's talked about his activity involvement, his leadership involvement, and so he was he was a really strong choice for us this year, for sure. So, Andy, what type of decisions or what type of activities or what type of things are, are they deciding on or helping yeah, to determine? Great question, Tom. So um, right now, obviously, some of the biggest topics that, are, that we're discussing and that we talked about most recently at our, at our first meeting was return to play, what that's going to look like. We give the kids an opportunity to talk with Nick Hoffman, our executive director, and ask some, ask some questions, some clarifying questions. We talked about culminating events. So when we do get back to playing, what's that actually going to look like to what would typically be state? How are we going to be able to pull that off? And what's important to kids? And then uh, another thing that's a big priority for the association right now is diversity, equity, inclusion. And um, we've really reignited that from an association standpoint. And there's a student component. And I think there's going to be a lot of crossover and intersectionality between that committee and our LEAP committee to try to identify some barriers to participation and uh, and how we can address that. So basically what you're saying is that when people start complaining to us about how many teams are in the playoffs for basketball, rather than come to you or to Mick in the future, we can just send them Austin's way? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I, that, I know you joke a little bit, but but really like our LEAP, our LEAP kids and our, and our LEAP committee, it's kind of built like our board where the board members represent uh, their districts. And when they're giving input and voting at, at board meetings, they're voting on behalf of their constituents. And so very similarly, like our student-athletes are representing constituents from their team, their school, their league. And so it's really important for someone like Austin to know, to have a pulse on kind of what's, what's valuable to those different stakeholder groups. So, Austin, now that you're starting to gather what this program is all about and, and what's going to be involved, have you already started kind of thinking in terms of, because it's a two-year commitment, what do you personally hope to gain out of these next two years? I mean, obviously, you, you want to be able to, to make a decision and, and to, to help 
some of these you know things get passed through. But at the same time, I've got to think that this is a wonderful experience for you. And obviously, the word resume comes to mind right away. But what ultimately are you hoping to gain? Well, like as I think of leadership in general, that's kind of been my focus through my high school career is just how do I become a better leader? And going from Link to ASB, and I thought the WIA would just be an amazing, huge step up for me and just a way to learn how to be a great leader is kind of the driving force and why I chose to do this and to help other people as well. Andy, Andy, talk about, because well, Austin's from Linwood, and you've got people from Seattle, but you have people from Ocosta and Wakayakum. How different are they? How the same are they from all over the state? That is such a huge part of LEAP, at least for me, is giving someone like Austin the opportunity to meet kids from all over the state and learn how they're bringing their unique experiences into those committee meetings and finding ways that they're totally different, but also finding ways where there's a lot of commonalities. And so it's really about making connections and networking on a statewide level and getting a broader perspective about what it means to be a student athlete in Washington. By the way, Tom, gold stars on the pronunciations there. Impressive. <laughs> I've been around a while. What kind of I can do? Extra, extra points if you could tell me the mascots that go with those schools. Too. You're, oh. you're messing with the wrong guy. He might be able to do it. <laughs> I don't think I can do what kind I should. But what about Acosta? I'm not Bears. Are they? Acosta? I think they're the Wildcats. I'm pretty sure Acosta is the Wildcats and the Wakaika Wat- Mules. Oh, they are oh, the mules. The mules. Yes, okay. yes, yeah. yes, yes. Don't forget we're talking to a papermaker here, too. <laughs> that's so that's right. <laughs> we, we never forget that. Hey, uh, right. Austin, in terms of getting feedback from other students, I, uh, obviously you're still relatively new to the committee, but you were named to the committee, I think, a couple months ago. Do some of your fellow students already realize and recognize what you're doing? And if so, do you ever get input from any of them, or is that something you plan on trying to get in the future? I've definitely gotten, like, Sometimes I'll just hear people start complaining, being like, I wish this was a thing or this were a thing. And that's when I just take a mental note saying, this is something I should try and bring up and think about more. Um, And then I was also able to send a meeting with um, a student group, I think two days ago, about why sports are so important to them and why it's necessary for them to start up. And I think that's just something that I should keep looking out for is just opportunities to hear everyone's voices and to let everyone be heard. And I would imagine right now during a pandemic, there are a lot of voices that want to be heard, aren't there? For sure. For sure. And Andy, I guess we'd be remiss if we let you get away tonight without getting an update since uh, we, we did have Mick on the show back in June, who, by the way, I think Tom and I both looked at each other after the Mick Hoffman interview. It was our first time meeting him extremely impressed with what he's all about. And uh, just the interview was fantastic. And even just watching him from afar and, watching some of these videos online that he's been putting together and, and the job that he's done during a very difficult time. Talk a little bit about his first year and uh, as an employee of the WIAA, uh, having that front row seat, if you will, for everything and just what exactly you know is going on at the WIAA right now. I think being a leader of any organization is incredibly challenging right now in this moment in history. And, uh, you know, Mick... <laughs> He just is starting his second year on the job. So imagine what that was like for him uh, last year to basically um, to, to work through that on his, on his first year. And I really, honestly, I can't say enough about the job he's doing leading us as a staff, leading us as an association. He's put in, he's literally put in so much 
time and so many miles um, connecting with all the different stakeholders groups. And there are a lot of them, there are a lot of stakeholder groups, connecting with those groups around the state and, uh, and just reinforcing our mission to uh, make opportunities available to kids. And so, um, you know, I think that that's gone a long way, and we're seeing that with our relationship with our athletic directors and our coach groups and hopefully our student groups, too. Um, I mean, he makes himself available uh, to anybody who wants to talk to him, and he will talk very passionately and very intently uh, about um, about things that are WI-related. So I just really appreciate that. I think it's it's incredibly energizing and inspiring as a member of his team. And as a staff, you guys are as busy as ever, aren't you? Yeah, we've pretty much been redlining it since uh, since March. So, um, you know, it's just a lot of contingency planning, Um you know, we're really we're very concerned about the mental health situation of our student athletes, and so we're trying to figure out how to support that. Um, we've been doing a really cool alumni project where we've been reaching out to prominent WI alumni and getting them to submit some uh, some messages of hope and inspiration for our student athletes to hang in there till sports are back. Uh, I still need it. You know, I was thinking about this. I still need some Snohomish County support. So um, you seem like a pretty well connected guy, Steve. Uh, I feel like I, I feel like you might be able to hook me up with somebody who might want to contribute to that project. I think between Tom and I, we've got a few names that we could throw your way, and a few uh, few folks that would probably be more than willing to do that. Absolutely. Okay, and we're also uh, I do want to do a quick quick plug. We're going to sure. be launching uh, a student athlete specific seminar series starting October seventh, um, and it's going to be some mindset training uh, to help student athletes kind of focus on uh, focus on the mind portion of their training. And um, it's going to be available. The registration is going to be no cost. It's going to be spearheaded by Colin Henderson, who's a Puyallup High School grad. He's a mindset coach. Um, and he's doing that in conjunction with uh, a former Holy Name student, Harvard, Harvard grad named Ghazi Musa, uh, who is also getting into the business of being a mindset coach. And so we're really excited. It's going to be a six-week seminar uh, free, to, free to students, one topic every week. And uh, we're, we're going to be really excited to roll that out. Excellent. And before we let you guys go, Andy, I did want to ask you really quickly, for anybody who might be listening, a parent, a student, if they think they might have a student that wants to get involved in LEAP in the future, best way to do it? So we launch our application usually late fall, and applications are due by May 31st. Uh, you can learn more about the LEAP committee at wiaa.com slash LEAP, that's L-E-A-P, um, and you can see all the different uh, current committee members, a list of past committee members, I think we've had uh, 92 schools represented over the 14 years of the committee, and we're always trying to expand that. Like you mentioned earlier, Austin's the first Meadowdale student, so we're always looking to diversify. Excellent. And Austin, we're going to give you the last word because obviously it's not always a question that's easy for somebody who's a junior in high school to answer, but certainly since you've already taken the leap to get involved in the leap committee, I did not plan see, that a minute, until a minute ago. <laughs> but and since, you, uh, since you've already done so, I would imagine that you're, you're an ambitious young man who's already thought about your future a little bit. Uh, what are your future ambitions? Do you know what you'd uh, like to kind of do at the next step? I mean, obviously you've got two years to figure it out, but in terms of college, in terms of athletics is this something you want to continue with and what's the future future look like for you ideally right i thought about it for sure this year especially but um i went did some college visited visits um this summer to all the big oregon states or all the big oregon colleges and you know all i really want to do is compete in track that's the main goal right now i don't don't have a huge plan for a majors or anything that like that, but I'm still focusing, trying to figure out what, what's going on there. But um, I'd really like to be able to compete in track at um, 
the U of O's track because it's so amazing. Yeah, and normally I'm not a proponent of U of O anything, but the, the track down there is incredible. And, yeah, hopefully one day you will get a chance to experience that. But until then, it sounds like you've got your hands full, uh, full with Leap and with other things, and hopefully you, Coach Vani, and the rest of the Mavs will get a chance to do some things out on the track uh, later on this spring, and we wish you all the best, and hopefully we'll uh, keep in touch with both of you guys. So Andy Knapp, Austin Seals, thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you. Thanks very much. Really appreciate the opportunity to come and talk about it. This is really one of my favorite things that I get to do. So uh, I'm, I'm glad you gave us the opportunity to kind of highlight the program. And it's always great to talk to you guys. Absolutely. And Andy, you know you're, you're welcome on here more often than not. So hopefully we can get you on here in the future too. That's great. I yeah. love it. If we can't see you in Tacoma, we'll, we'll get you on the phone. Perfect. Okay. There you go. That is our, our guest there, Andy Knapp and Austin Seals. From the Leap Committee and the WIAA. Today's show brought to you by Allstate Insurance Agent Brian Reed. Ace Hardware Stores, Lake Stevens, Everett, and Stanwood. By the Somish County PUD, Glass by Lund. The Buzz Inn Steakhouse. Law Office of Russell Hill, Screen Printing Northwest, and by Everett Safe and Lock. And who did we have on the show tonight? We had the head men's basketball coach from Everett Community College, Mike Trotman. We also had Bobby Martin, basketball player for the University of Colorado, Colorado Springs, by way of Everett Community College, by the, way the of the Mountain Lions, the Mountain Lions, by way of Everett CC, by way of Glacier Peak. Uh, we then talked to Lauren Amundsen, who is the new head volleyball coach over at Arlington, and then finally the segment you just heard, Andy Knapp from the WIAA and Austin Seals from Meadowdale High School. And you already have a preview for next week. <laughs> we do. We uh, we lined up the uh, the Hammonds earlier today. Kim and Nick Hammonds, the uh, former baseball coach over at Snohomish High School, who is now in the Snohomish County Hall of Fame. Son Nick is now the head coach over at Snohomish, so we'll talk to them next week and talk a little bit about the uh, the Hall of Fame induction for Kim and also what Nick's up to. And I've got to think it's a pretty special deal when son follows father into the, uh, the coaching ranks. You bet. That's Steve Willits. I'm Tom Lafferty. Prep Sports Weekly. Good night from Everett. KRKO Everett, K237GN, AM 1380, and FM 95.3. Your music. James Taylor, Chicago. Beatles. Huey Lewis. Now, more of Everett's greatest hits. KRKO.
The Doobie Brothers, Long Train Running. Songs that can help you escape. It's almost like therapy and it's free. K-R-K-O.